0: Gander. Welcome back. George Arvin.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Hello everyone. Thank you so much for listening in. Welcome back to the podcast. We missed you. We didn't got that out. No. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, alright. Today we are discussing Kirsten Johnson's 2020 documentary film. Dick Johnson is dead. Kirsten Johnson is a very cool American filmmaker who has mostly worked as a documentary camera person, most famously for the Oscar winning documentary citizen four, but more recently she has been directing her own very personal documentaries. In 2016, she released camera person, a feature length personal visual memoir documentary where she gathered snippets of behind the scenes footage from the various documentaries she worked on around the world, including personal home video footage, and she challenged herself and audiences about the responsibilities of being behind the camera. Dick Johnson is Dead follows her father who's dying of dementia, and together they stage comical ways he might die to help them both come to terms with his inevitable death. So George chose this film for us to watch this week. Thank you for the choice, George. Yes. Let's get chatting.
1: <laughs> okay, so I chose this film, and I think I chose I chose it because documentary films are often uh, hard to seek out, it, like, especially now in the age of the documentary series. Even though like this film's a Netflix film, it was at least on my page. It was kind of buried amongst a lot of other things, and I don't think I would have discovered it if it weren't for podcast, like the Film Junk podcast, uh, and they recommended it, so I think there's a lot of interesting documentaries being made, but they're not always pushed as heavily as some of the true crime, you know, um, stuff that's on Netflix, so I thought this would be a good film to to talk about, and it was, because I love this film, <laughs> I thought it's the, uh, the best film I've seen all oh, year. Big wow. drop. Wow! <laughs> a big statement. I mean, it's 2020, so it's not a year of huge releases. But I thought this film was amazing. I thought, I think doc for me, documentary. Yeah, it is. It's such an interesting form that can get really stagnant with the way that it's they they can be made. But this showed how personal it can be, how funny film uh, documentary can be, and how. It can explore. Uh, it can maybe utilize the form and play with form in a way that expresses emotion and uh, big ideas beyond just capturing the sense of a specific scenario or an interesting story. It's about her her life, but also about ideas around death, about ideas about memory and nostalgia and. So I really love the film. I have a bit more to say, but I guess we'll go around and see everyone's initial impressions of on the film. Mm-hmm. Megzy? Megzy? Uh, <laughs> Megzy, you're there. Okay, Izzy's I we're next. Yeah.
2: Um thanks for sharing that, George. I really I love that you really responded to the documentary. Yeah. I had a I had a bit of a different experience. It um honestly didn't do that much for me and I feel bad saying that because obviously it's such a personal documentary and I think there's a lot of heart in the documentary, um, but I, it didn't resonate that much with me, I guess because it is so personal, I didn't relate to the particular experience of maybe losing a parent to Alzheimer's or dementia. Um, I think for me, and this is just, you know, I always come at it from a personal angle and maybe that's to my own detriment, but they had such a beautiful relationship. Um, and he is obviously a beautiful person, but I just found them so well adjusted. And it, I find it hard sometimes to relate to really well adjusted people. Um, and I think he just seemed like he had a really nice life and they had a really beautiful relationship. And I guess I found that for me personally a bit unrelatable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, mm. That's a really, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm
0: glad you went there because I, I had a really, something that I immediately um, really liked about this film and what I like a lot about her as a filmmaker, is that, yeah, you're right. Like, their relationship does seem very well adjusted. And for me, that was, I liked that because I felt, I felt like she knew there was a story to be told there, despite mm. the fact that perhaps there wasn't some huge dramatic conflict at the centre of their relationship or something. And I find that, like, personally for me, I really, um, the personal memoir style sort of family documentaries, archival kind of documentaries, things like that. It's probably my favorite medium. Mm -hmm. I just, I just love it so much. I don't think this is the like my favorite style of that, but certainly camera person. I thought was um, like just an unbelievable film. But I just like, I actually like that she. She, it, I think actually like the there aren't that many stories about dementia and Alzheimer's. And I think it's a fascinating illness and process for family members and the people going through it. But also I just love that she obviously saw the magic in him as a character. Like his, he is an amazing character on screen. Like in in that he is so like, that smile. Like, he has such a beautiful, mm-hmm. cheeky smile and it reminded me so much of my gran and her kind of innocence in her older age. And, yeah, personally, I really loved this film because it, again, kind of showed me another way that cinema can be worked with. And, you know, a very low budget, a very creative, kind of innovative approach to storytelling. Um, I really liked... Really, what I like a lot about her too is that it is obviously a sentimental film, but it actually didn't dip too much into over-sentimentalizing it either. Like, it's a very universal film, very entertaining film. And, you know, the stuff where she's recording her her own, like, kind of personal diary entries into her phone and stuff, and her voiceover um, over the footage... You know, I feel like with that, that could so easily go into, like, kind of moody, broody, kind of diary style, but it's cut back a lot. It's very simple. And I I like that about her, and I think that's why camera person's also really strong, because she wasn't really, um, you know, she shot all of those images, and I saw an interview with her where um, working with her editor... They just made some sort of agreement where they wouldn't just keep in footage just because it was beautiful. You know, like, stop camera person's, like, an amazing... Um, well, I think it's amazing, you know. Um, you know, like, the way that film progresses is so interesting. But there would have been so many shots that she probably wanted to keep in that she edited out. And I, yeah, I like that about Dick Johnson as well because it just follows... It has, like, a very really entertaining kind of clear narrative and I think editors like editors who um, edit documentaries like this should be you know commended for that because it's not easy and it's there's so much creativity involved in the editing I think with films like this
1: Mm.
0: yeah
1: yeah Mm. yeah I think it's like a very intimate documentary and kind of, as you said, the archival, personal diary type of doc- documentary. Maybe I was thinking of documentaries, there's a documentary called Sick. Um, and can you think of any others that mm. are similar in the archival, like maybe that Sally Potter film is similarly personal in a way. But what was interesting is that her rec- recreations, which I guess is maybe similar to something like Act of Killing, where they have the u- use of recreations, to tackle something difficult is a way of meditating on death and approaching something that's really tough, like, um, you know, beforehand. So thinking about death, which is something that isn't often explored because we're so detached from just death. But it also is an act of detachment. Like it's a personal documentary, but it also her filming it and having this kind of funny... um, Re- recreations of his death or creations of his death. Like, how much is that her trying to make a joke out of it? How much is that her trying to distance herself from the from the brutal real- uh, reality of it? Even just her having a camera. Um, and also her wanting to keep her dad, a reminder of her dad, in this state of joyfulness mm-hmm. and happiness. Whereas in the movie, there's shots of her mum and she's like, this is the only footage I have of her. And she's in complete... She's she's not herself anymore.
2: Yeah, that was a heartbreaking... Yeah. um, Those were heartbreaking shots. Mm -hmm. She's walking down the stairs. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: So -hmm. so the film seems to be both kind of a deep dive into forcing you to think about death and accept its inevitability, but also it's like that urge to deny that we're going to die at the same time. And another part I found interesting about the film was just this idea of loss isn't isn't it doesn't happen suddenly it happens gradually mm. and you just see his kind of mind slowly start to slip and I found those moments really just heartbreaking like when she's he's in the psychologist's office and he, she does a memory test and then he just can't remember and to see someone slowly slip from being such a vibrant happy person and it doesn't quite go to like the extremes of seeing him, you know, mm. totally incapacitated and having to her having to help him take a shit or anything. So it's not like super like full on intimate, but you, it's more subtle. And I think it's relatable in that way. You're seeing someone slowly change, and the heartbreak that happens in that I thought was quite powerful.
2: Yeah, yeah that's a good point. Like <laughs> I think these types of doctors can often like border on being very confronting and very yeah. harrowing, but this, yeah, was quite subtle and like yeah, mm. as you say, um, yeah, he seemed like such a beautiful person. There's a moment I really loved in it where they they staged the funeral and one of the ladies stood up and obviously he was a psychiatrist and she had written him an email saying mm. just saying help yeah um and he was just there for her and I think maybe did she witness a suicide or something I like think that so, yeah. and. He just, like, called her up immediately. I wish there were more moments because I felt like I – even though it was – I actually felt like I didn't – I wanted to know more about him. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't get a strong sense. I wanted – I found his profession quite interesting and he seemed like a very empathetic, open-hearted person. And I guess I kind of wanted to more – it wasn't in depth enough for me. I kind of wanted more insight – to him and I unfortunately I didn't like any of the stylistic choices I didn't quite understand the kind of the fake death the faked death mm. and I didn't like I guess I didn't really like the aesthetic of him in heaven yeah
1: the heaven thing was a bit music yeah. video ish I don't yeah, know just bit, aesthetically, I still thought I some of it was funny it. when he had his mouth open and popcorn <laughs> and I think that was more like a psychological exercise for them to say what he liked most in his life what what Mm. would be in heaven yeah and i don't think i think they were kind of meant to be funny but also you saw like that that was symbolic of their relationship how they had this kind of Mm. fun relationship but how that would change over the film like they did that scene where he starts bleeding with the fake blood but that's when he's a bit more further like his alzheimer's is further developed and he was really confused. Like, is this going to be my blood? Mm. And he really got really upset when that was happening. Yeah. And so you go from this kind of fun scenes where he's falling down the stairs, you know, in this kind of darkly humorous way to kind of him not really be being able to distinguish between, between reality and not reality.
0: Oh, I just, yeah. I just, I love, I really love that aspect of the documentary. Like, originally how it's there's I felt actually really calm watching the film because there was so much trust involved with him and her and the whole filmmaking process felt very safe and and open but then I think that that scene that you're just describing kind of gives gives that the film that edge as well where it's like and I think similar with camera person she's she's always filming these really kind of vulnerable things and like, what's, where do you stop? Where do you stop recording? And also like grappling with your own intentions and desires and kind of urges to document things and to be a filmmaker and to want to, especially documentary filmmaker Mm. where you're filming things that are actually have happened or are happening to real people and mm. and that with your family too like having that I mean I really relate to that because my family is like my greatest inspiration oh. <laughs> and my mom oh, yes. has been in you know my films and stuff mm. and it's you do feel weird you're like but I just want to you know like I see this beauty and I want to get on
2: that, that is really the question with personal documentary filmmaking or just documentary filmmaking in general. Like, where do you draw the line in terms of ethics? Fiction doesn't grapple with that as much, I think. You know, we want to see these things, we want to be exposed to harrowing, and dangerous, and scary, and crazy things, but also we want to hold the integrity of our subjects as well. Mm. And I think, yeah she's an interesting one to look at but I think she does it with a lot as you said before like because I watched Camera Person and Dick Johnson is dead and she definitely she's not sentimental she doesn't indulge in it too much which I think is her strength um I really appreciate her and I really agree with everything that you guys are saying I guess I just didn't feel it yeah I didn't feel connected to her documentaries even though from more of a logical, critical point of view, I could really appreciate what she was doing. And I I still think she's a really exciting documentary filmmaker, but on a personal level, she's not someone I gravitate towards. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm. Um, Yeah, I'm personally, yeah, really, yeah, really grateful for her work and inspired by her process. And... I think, yeah, I think I just also love... I just love how documentary cinematography is imperfect. I really... Because I I just feel like I'm very messy in the way I am creative. And so I love... While I love, like, a perfect, beautiful narrative film that's, like, so expensive, (laughs) I just... There's so much beauty, I think, in kind of messy filmmaking... So I like
1: that about it. I always like that yeah. about. Yeah, there's a shot yeah. of just their feet when they're talking. That was good.
2: I love yeah. the stuff about his feet, actually. Oh, yeah, the feet know, thing. Yeah. For some reason, I wanted to, to be more of a focus. <laughs> I was very, because that was kind of like his wound almost. Yeah. was his yeah. feet, his biggest vulnerability. Mm. I guess that's what I'm interested in with yeah. cinema. Um because he seemed like such a well-rounded, well-adjusted person. But I guess, yeah, his wound was his feet.
1: Yes, he never wanted to show anyone his yeah. feet. That he's in heaven and his feet are... Uh, his or feet. <laughs> his his mum
2: was just crying when he was born. Yeah. When he and saw that his feet. His, feet. his
1: yeah. feet were beautiful. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Mm. Well, I, um, the only other scene maybe I'd like to talk about is the final scene the funeral and the... The, it sets up that he had, has died with the ambulance footage before that, and he's not really dead. And what do people think about that scene in his relation to? Yeah,
2: I didn't enjoy it actually. Oh. I yeah, I. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, George. No,
1: it's good to disagree. Um,
2: I actually remember thinking, I don't know how I feel about this. Yeah, and they. Mm, I'm a, I, I'd be interesting to hear you guys' thoughts. I'm a bit mm. conflicted about it. I remember yeah. watching it and going, uh, "I'm not digging this that much." Yeah. It felt like self indulgent or something. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was the mood I was in, but yeah, I'm interested to hear our thoughts. I,
0: I thought he had died. I sometimes I'm like, when when like clever things are happening, but I miss the point. I'm like, what? Is he dead or not? And so that took me out of the emotional experience of Mm. those scenes, or that scene. Because remember, I was like, I looked over to you, George, I was like, what the fuck? Is he dead or not? (laughs) Um, I was a bit funny about that. I think think stylistically, camera person is a lot stronger. I agree. Yeah.
1: I I would say it was amazing, the last scene. I just think that... Mm. Firstly it was emotional because you think he has died then they kind of pulling the rug from under you isn't I don't think it's just a clever conceit or self indulgent because the whole title is Dick Johnson is dead and I think that's saying that when you're diagnosed with these terminal illnesses and since they've been through it before basically it's a, it is the long kiss goodnight it's this process of dying and so when his friends like just keeps crying and then Dick Johnson's like I think he, he thinks it's a real funeral. For him, I think it is, like, in a way a real funeral because his friend is going to die or is already dying. So, yeah. And I thought it was interesting as... A, like, just like there's a comment commentary, commentary on, like, um, film and filmmaking as well. But I think the emotional core was still there, that this idea of sincerity and reality in film was was kind of an undertone there because was this guy crying for real, this funeral was fake, what how much of it was real, you mm-hmm. know. I, I thought that was interesting, but not too like I didn't find it too I could see how you would find it too clever or um like you know self indulgent or something. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I because mm, when when you did explain it to me, I did start to find that really emotional. And the reason I was confused is because his friend was sobbing mm. so heavily as if he really was dead. And then you kind of made you kind of pointed out that actually he'd already lost so much of his memory, mm. and so like there already was a grief going on. Oh, I feel <laughs> emotional now. So mm. yeah, mm. interesting. Hmm.
1: Um, mm. Is
2: he still alive? Does anyone know? I'm
1: not sure. I didn't follow it up. Or... Yeah. But, mm. And I guess the whole idea of watching a funeral is interesting, and that's part of the...
2: And that's everyone's dream. Yeah, to, to watch see, their own funeral. To watch so... their own funeral and see yeah. who's going to talk, what are they going to say yeah. about me, what music's going to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was cute. It was cute seeing them, like, in the back, like, laughing. You yeah. Know, they seem like they have a very special relationship. Yeah. Yeah yeah and it was i was quite moved also
0: just by the fact that her mum features quite a bit in camera person and i just thought it was really cool seeing like kind of even if it wasn't fully explicit but kind of seeing kirsten's process of make you know going through the death of her mum and how as she says having that only those few bits of footage of her and not having any footage of her when she was well, which is so sad because she's, you know, she is a filmmaker and has been like most of her life. And yeah, so I just really, I just thought that was a really interesting kind of getting an insight into Kirsten as a, just a human being with having going through this process with her parents and then choosing to make a documentary about her dad, you know, like carrying that through. Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay, cool. So, final thoughts? Do we want to do ratings or do we want to... I don't know. Yeah, what do you... yeah we can do ratings. Yeah,
0: let's <laughs> do ratings. Okay, do
1: ratings. I'll give it five stars out of oh. five.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm giving it three. Four.
0: Yeah, thank you. Thank you, George, for, <clears throat> for choosing Dick Johnson is Dead, the film. For everyone listening, mm. even though we... Pretty much spoiled it, I guess. It is on Netflix, we obviously recommend it, and yeah, so it's my turn next week. and I'm choosing Frank Karashi's 2006 masterpiece, Click.
2: Already nice. in a masterpiece, <laughs> oh. I've already seen it. Nice. So, yeah, so
0: Isabel hasn't seen it. This is Click with Adam Sandler, so look out Do for love that. Adam, yes. Adam Sandler. And we're, so we're nice aiming night.
1: to have a special guest on next week. A bit of an Adam Sandler expert, so hopefully Perfect. that happens.
0: Yeah. Okay, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. We love
2: you. Thank you.
1: Thanks, guys. That was fun.
2: You get it, Mom. I got it. Oh, wonderful. Uh, I've always wanted to be in the movies. <laughs>